you can do all sorts of things and there is no guarantee of success. And people should know that first and foremost, like do not think because you manifest, because you pray, because you work hard, hard work doesn't even necessarily lead to success. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Christopher Jim Lawrence. How are you doing today? I'm living my best life, thank you. Are you really? Living my best life. Is this your you know, best life? Even, even if it sometimes don't feel that way, uh, that's the mindset I like to kick it off with because I'm more likely to move in that direction than if I wake up on the side of the bed and says, listen, I'm miserable and everything and anything is going to be a problem. Oh, I wonder why, so where did that come from, do you think? I don't know. I just think it, it starts, you know, I, I, I did this blog um, many years ago, and I think I've seen stuff about it um, later on. But one of the things about wins, you know, and, and we've talked about many wins and, you know, some of the stuff that we've done. But one of the main thing I say to myself is the first win is I get out of bed and I make my bed. And I think I saw there was a, you know, a YouTube video where this army guy says, you know, that's like, make your bed, get up and make your bed. I mean, I was doing that since I was quite young, uh, not because the school required us to, but my own, my mom, but it was always about making your bed. And that was just like the mind frame I want to get up with is I start with a win and I want to get to a, how do I start this day off right? And I think the mindset of living my best life, even if sometimes I don't feel it or it doesn't start that way, I really like the direction that it goes. So I mean, stuff like that can be a little bit like, I don't know, like, like I, I've come to this place of like, I don't like summarizing a life concept into a sentence or a meme. And I think I've become distasteful of it because you see so much of that. I haven't been on Facebook in months mm -hmm. and I decided to go on Facebook on the weekend and just scroll through. I mean, I was shocked at how divisive it is. Like, mm -hmm. like, like shocked, not shocked, but just like, like people who I respect have taken a really narrow perspective and there's not enough thinking in shades of gray. And so, yeah. and, and so it's kind of like, like when you talk about the army guy and how making your bed leads to success, one of the guys I know was making $350,000 a year in US funds and mm -hmm. never made his bed ever. And I asked him, I'm like, why, why don't you make your bed? Like, he's like, cause I'm just going to mess it up. Yeah. I'm like, but like, you don't ever make it. He says, no, I'm just going to mess it up. And I'm like, and okay. So the measure of success in that case is like dollar amount. Right. But, mm -hmm. but I look at that and it's just like, you can't say that people who make their bed are more successful. Like success is so funny, but cool. because it's, it's perception based. So I was kind of thinking about people in the workplace today and boys and girls, you're not going to believe, like we were recording another podcast just a few minutes ago and I had to shut it down. Girl, at least I was thinking about people in the workplace. Kyle wanted to talk about how the fact, you know, the fact that he's still single and um, I know why. And again, speaking of success, maybe being single is successful for me. 
Oh, it could be. So, so it's all, like it's all perceptive. Bro, I don't know why you need totally. a whole podcast therapy session on totally. it. Though. I mean, anyway. and, <laughs> and I think sometimes based on what you just said, you know, sometimes it is somewhat subjective, right? And so I think if someone making their bed puts them in a mind frame or a mindset of success for themselves, totally uh, agree. Absolutely. Instead of those people should... who are taking the recipe and says, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not successful. I was making my bed for like 15 years, 30 years. How come I'm not successful? I think that's a, a complete. I, I, I think that's my point is that, mm. is that I think that we take a statement like that. Like you can do all sorts of things and there is no guarantee of success. And people should know that first and foremost. Like do not think because you manifest, because you pray, because yeah. you work hard. Hard work doesn't even necessarily lead to success. So I think there's two things going on. I think when we look at like fear of success, the first question is, is it, is it a real thing? And then the second question is, what's it based off of? So here's, here's what I want to say. I think success is completely defined by the individual. And I think too often we're taking a societal standard of success. But fear of success is a real thing. It's just, I think when I work with my clients, I hear clients say, oh, I'm afraid of being successful. And, and so we start to explore what that means. And I would say 90% of the time, they're actually just uh, afraid of failing, which is not a fear of success. They're actually afraid of failing, which is a totally different thing. So, so I think that people need to be really conscious and not habitual in their language or in their thinking around this. So Kyle, what do you think? Should we break down what the fear of success is? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm curious what, what you have on the other side of that, because when I hear the word, you know, fear of success, you know, I actually go to the place what you just described was more the fear of failure, right? And it's almost what we sometimes we hear Agreed. with our clients as well, is when they, um, what was that other term they, I, I hear it quite often about um, the term about someone feeling imposter syndrome. Is that, right? And I think when someone says, hey, I feel like, you know, I have imposter syndrome. And I, I also go to the fear of failure too, right? When I hear those two terms for whatever reason, you know, and, you know, it reminds me of a workshop I think you did many moons ago. Uh, I think you still do it, but I remember when you first did it, where you did the diagram around, you know, failure, you know, like we think success is this, this one little dot, this bullseye, right, on this dartboard. Like it's just this one little thing, you know, um, and fear is all over it, right? Failure, Instead not fear. Failures, yeah, failure is all over it, right? Like people just don't want it. And I think of it as successes as actually those things around it. Like there's so many successes and they all lead up to certain things. That's from my perspective where I-, I Yeah, I agree. I think if people more de more narrowly define fear, uh, mm -hmm. sorry, girl, you got me all screwed up now. If people narrowly define failure, your opportunity for success is greater. So, greater. so the idea is that you kind of hack your brain and you say success is all of these other things, but failure is only specifically this. Like failure might be just don't make an attempt, whereas right. success might be everything where you make an attempt. And I would say that that's the ultimate because, because when you're afraid of um, uh, when you when you define success really narrowly, that's your best chance at failing. Right. And, and in life, there are no guarantees. So it's kind of like if you're learning to ride a bike, 
we think success is get on the bike and go and have no accidents, issues or whatever. But avid bikers know that doesn't matter what age, there can still be mistakes. Your foot's going to slip off the pedal sometimes. You might misjudge how steep the hill is. You might have to get off and walk sometimes, you know, like, like, so if we define success as just like get on and go, our, our likelihood of having psychological defeat is really great. So the idea actually is to flip it on its head and say, you know what, I really uh, think that failure is just not getting back on the bike. That's right. my only failure is just not getting back on the bike. So I'm just going to keep getting back on the bike. The rest of life is the same. And I wish that people and organizations would, would, um, would actually perceive their careers a little bit more like that. I wish leadership would perceive their team a little bit more like that. You know, I, I wish that um, teams would perceive their leadership a little bit more like that, mm. um, especially when it comes to difficult conversations, which you and I spend a lot of time talking about on this podcast. So Kyle, let's define a fear of success. So basically this is like, it it can lead to like self-sabotaging. That's one of the things that people do, but, but it's really important to understand some of the specific criteria. So, so there, there's a handful of bullets here that I want people to pay attention to. They can use it as a little bit of a, uh, a self-assessment. Okay. Um, Fear of success can include getting extra attention, but actually you're shy or uncomfortable with the spotlight, right? So some people will kind of shy back. That can be a fear of success because we do tend to spotlight people who are, who, who are achieving or whatever, which brings the thing back. It's like, it's like, Hey, you've had a success. This is for leaders. You've had a success. How would you like me to acknowledge this? Cause my nature would be to give you public recognition. Is that something right. you would like? Some people do not want that. Absolutely. Um, and I like that you're suggesting it's about checking in because as you and I know, we have many different styles of people in the world and some people want the public validation, right? They want the recognition uh, that goes with it. And some people don't just your leader acknowledging, Hey, I saw that is for some people like amazing, right? Totally. The other thing uh, that sort of comes with this, Kyle, is that uh, sometimes success brings isolation. Yes. So I know my most successful times, it was interesting. Early in my career, I had a a leader who often, um, she would kind of single out people who were highly successful. and, and, And often she would do it when... Um, they were sort of on her side, like if they understood her point of view or whatever. So what was interesting actually is that it was totally isolating because I became a favorite. Mm. And so, and and then you look at people who are highly, like look at people who win millions of dollars, they often lose their friends, mm-hmm. right? Because they're, because it is a, you know, there's a separating your thinking changes when you have money to spend and versus when you don't right so yeah and I think people around you also tend to do that I remember when you know I was younger in my in my leadership role and I just thought I was just doing that work and then they're like oh look who do you think you are do you think you're the boss now you think you're the new supervisor and and I often struggled with that in the beginning because I'm thinking I was just trying to do better work. Like I wasn't, how do I outman you? Like, you know, I didn't climb up on these high horses. Like notice everyone who says, get off your high horse. 
I say you put me here. I didn't actually climb up on right, any horse, exactly. right? You're the one who's putting me up here right. and you feel you have to knock me down, right? Right. And I think, so I agree with you, the isolation, because there's times where, and I've often said, leadership is a lonely gig, right? Because- It is. Well, not just leadership. I think I, it's not just leadership, but I, okay, let's redefine this. I think leadership requires sometimes thinking in the contrary, and it requires mm -hmm. sometimes waving the flag, even though you don't want to. Right. And so, so that when we talk leadership in that context, we're talking about a mindset and mm -hmm. a behavior. It's not necessarily by title. Mm -hmm. Totally. And even athletes, I'm sure the ones who are up there as well, because they doing the work, they're practicing, they're, they're actually out there as well. And I think that could happen amongst athletes, right? Their team, one seems to be pushing further or doing more, where the other's like, well, dude, like, seriously, relax, right? So, yeah, so you actually, uh, when you started that comment, you were talking about isolation, but you moved into the next bullet unknowingly, which is actually achievement can alienate your peers. Ah, absolutely. As well. So, yeah. so yeah, I, it's interesting. Um, some folks uh, are very comfortable with bragging or self-promotion, mm -hmm. but if that's not it, other folks might think that you're bragging or self-promotion. I can tell you that this is one of the key bullet points that I coach people on is that they're afraid, especially in Canadian culture, it seems people are afraid of being better than their peers. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't like, like there's this thing of like, well, I don't want people to think differently of me. And it's like, right. that's because you think differently of people who are in that position. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a woman, uh, she knew what she wanted in life. I remember uh, coaching her for a number of years. She knew what she wanted in life. She went out and got it. She was very, you know, I, I think marriages are contracts. She knew what she wanted. She, right. she wanted to marry somebody who was successful. She wanted to have financial freedom through that avenue. Um, it, it was an agreement. It was an under understanding it was an arrangement and certainly there was love there um you know but but also it's like she set her sights on it and I know some people think that's really shallow but I'm like but that was success defined on her terms and I don't think there's anything wrong with it because some people only go for the best looking person some people only go for the kindest person some people only go for you know some people are reachers and some are settlers and yeah. and so it's all about kind of what you desire. And so, so I, th I, you know, I look at this woman and she had achieved it, but, but she wouldn't go and live the life she wanted to live because she was so afraid because all of her peers were kind of like just above minimum wage workers and, you know, and that kind of thing. And she was really afraid of being perceived a certain way by them. Um, so, so I think, I think that that's a really, really important uh, piece. Um, I think, uh, so, so the next bullet point here is uh, people fear being knocked off the pedestal. So they're afraid if they achieve it, they'll lose it. Yeah, it's, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I come from the school of when you grew up without it, you already know what that's like. So totally. if, you, if you lose it, you can go back to it. Like, I, well, and I, I think if you created it, you could recreate it. Right. Well, I think there's this remembering piece. It's like, well, you won't be on a pedestal the whole time anyway, because exactly. girl, it all comes to the end. Like, even yeah. if it's just but by the you know mere inevitability of your death it's all coming to an end like you will not be on the top forever look at history totally. look at every single person in history nobody got to the top stayed at the top without whatever their whole life it just doesn't happen yeah. um it's and, like the, i remember you sorry to interrupt you there i remember in school when i often said are this you to though you I, Are you I'm, sorry I'm for sure. interrupting me? Um, um, <laughs> uh, I'm just doing what you do well. Um, 
but one of those things I say is when you get an A, like think about the school system, when you get an A, I find it was harder to hold on to an A than it was to hold on to a C or a B, right? Because, you know, the the standards a little bit higher speaking about pedestal it's a little bit higher because you have to do so much more you know expectations seems to be formed around you either by your peers or the teachers right or about saying hey and sometimes you'll even hear it back you know you're an a student i expected more from you you know uh, and so yeah those are the the language that seems to form a lot of things and and people do that of yeah well maybe your well. expectation is misplaced because sometimes i'm going to be a b student whether totally. it's in school or somewhere else in life yeah, it's amazing totally. to see, yeah like when you kind of look at grit factors and stuff like this and mm -hmm. and the marshmallow experiment experiment and the long-term effects of that there is very little correlation between grades and success in life yeah what is the marshmallow experience is that with the kids with the don't eat the marshmallows yeah don't eat the marshmallow but but the guy who originally did it actually followed okay. these kids like 20 years later and looked at success factors and those really? who could delay the eating of the marshmallow yeah. tended to have better success factors and yeah. so i suspect that there's a whole bunch of holes we could poke into that but i think there's something here about patience and yeah and delayed gratification totally sure. yeah um so i i have um uh, two more bullets here. Uh, success may no, not be all it's cracked up to be. I want to comment on this one. When I started coaching, I thought I'm going to be Tony Robbins. Like, that's what I mm. want. I want that level of success. And then mm. I look at his life and I'm like, not mm. a chance in hell. I don't want his life. I don't want, mm. like, I don't need to have my entire life taken over by marketing, advertising, and promotional people. Like, sure, he's got some money to play with, but I don't, I've never desired that much money. And I think that sometimes people have a disconnect. Like, mm -hmm. like it's like, wh what's that money going to do for you? Like, like you're just going to buy more stuff and then what? Like, I, I've been down that path. I already know that money doesn't buy happiness. There's a reason why I, I, I walked away from a six-figure job to make peanuts in that first few years as a life coach. Like, I, I think that people need to recognize that success may not be all it's cracked up to be. You know, if you're climbing that corporate ladder, look at your leader and look at your leader's leader and see how they spend their time. And ask yourself if, that, if that's how you want to spend your time, yeah. because that would be inherent in the culture of the company. Yeah. Um, and then uh, sometimes uh, people fear that success might change them and not for the better. And I do think that that's mm -hmm. true. I think that there's certain levels of success that when people hit it, they see the kind of like, like there, there can, there's a commitment level that has to be maintained. I look at like famous YouTubers and it's mm -hmm. like, people do not understand how hard they work. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it's like, do you know how many likes and, and this and that you have to get? Um, in an already saturated market to have success in that field. And people don't understand. It's like, I actually coached one. She, um, uh, she, you know, she made very, very good money, um, 30, 40, $50,000 a month, but literally they would have to film for like, oh, I don't know, um, sometimes 10 days, like eight to 16 hours a day to get a 15 minute a video wow. to get a 15 minute video and mm. if people didn't like it like it's it was sorry filming and editing and music and right. sound okay. effects yeah, and yeah. so not just filming but it was like mm -hmm. like they would typically do eight to ten hours of footage for for a 10 to 15 minute uh video and 
and it was just like people people don't understand like how much work is involved yeah. so it's like you know so so i think it's um there's another term here kyle called success anxiety or success phobia um sometimes achievement phobia is what it's called but i think people misplace it and i think it's important when they look at it to really dig around um to find out if you if you if you just have a fear of failure or if you actually have a fear of success because i think that people use language habitually and they don't really understand I, I want to give the folks some symptoms here. So this is these are some of the symptoms. Like here's some of the behaviors. Um, having low goals, so you set the bar low to keep yourself from being challenged. Procrastination, right? And by the way, these are not just these are not just associate. Like don't say why well, procrastinate and have low goals. So I'm afraid of success. And it's like no 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 no. You got to look at the picture and then kind of dig in a bit. This is where having a coach can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, perfectionism. You strive for perfection when you inevitably uh, fall short. That's reason enough not to proceed. Right. Girl, that one I fall <laughs> I fall into all the time. It's just like it's like uh, like every time you and I do this in our business, don't we? Like every time we're about to do a new initiative my brain immediately goes to but if we're successful at this then who's going to maintain it and my default is christopher's going to maintain it because i'm a little bit picky about how things are done mm -hmm. right um quitting just when you're on the verge of success so you find a reason to quit how many people are like one semester away from a university degree you know yeah. like so many yeah uh and self-destruct some people will actually turn to self-destructive behavior. I mean, and I think, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think some of our habitual stuff that we do, we tend to fall into, right? So if it's a new territory and we haven't explored this yet, and do you find that the behaviors that we've created in the past, we just say, you know what? Because that's the thing where people are like, oh, I was doing so well and like, boom. And then just because they fell back or fell off the horse or, you know, uh, went back to a, a behavior that's not working for them, they feel, you know what, that's it. Since I already, you know, gone back to it, uh, I, I'm done. It's almost like, you know, those folks in uh, Alcohol Anonymous, right? Do they do that where they're like, listen, let's start again, right? So you may have lost the chip or whatever. I'm not as familiar mm -hmm. with it. So don't don't come for me, anyone who, who who's in that. But I think what I like is, you could start again. I know we talk about that in our, you know, in the healthy transformation program around, you know, when we go off on our diets or we have a weekend or a day of bad food, you know, it's not about I'm done now. See, I went, I had chips, I'm done. Instead, it's like, you know what, today's a new day, right? So I can start from today moving forward. So that last point just is what hit me there. Now, what, what do you think the imperfect inspired action needs to be? You know, I think from my from my perspective, I would share with you guys is about the redefinition of success. I think it's just putting that out there in your own mind of what are some things that are successful. And, you know, I often talk about it doesn't have to be step six, right? The first step could be just ruminating about it in your mind or imagine certain things. And I think we have to redefine what successful look like. Like when we started this podcast, for me, success is making my own bet. That's for me getting up. And the first thing I do is I make my own bed, right? So it's about redefining what's success. That would be one for me, for sure. 
for you? Yeah, you know, Kyle, I agree. I think defining success on your own terms is really, really important and to do your best to do that from a place of needs. So checking in with your needs and saying, what is it that I need? And I, I think actually the ultimate success is checking in with your needs and then addressing those needs as best as possible, having them met. Um, I think that takes people far further than success on someone else's terms. It's amazing, actually, because early in our lives, we do tend to chase success based off of societal currency. Sure. And I don't know about you, Kyle, okay. but I know in my life, when I checked every single one of those boxes, I was miserable. I was miserable. I'm like, there's nothing here that I love about my life. And then I blew it all up and went started a you know, my own company. And so, so, so I look at that and it's like, and I think people on the outside look at us and say, oh, those guys are so successful, you know, whatever else. And it's like, yeah, sure. I think that we are successful. I feel successful too, but it, we're successful because of how we've chosen to define it. It's not the number going into our bank account. It's not the, and yes, I know you got to check some boxes, but it's like, sure. what, what if living within your means was the success rather than making more money? Like I chose, you, you look at our relationship, my relationship with my husband, we share some really important values. We chose a very modest home, mm -hmm. a very modest home because we wanted to early pay our mortgage, right? And, and we have not done that yet. But, but to me, that's a success. It's like, it's not about having a bigger house and the nicest house and whatever else. And, you know, living in the nicest area is about saying, okay, but I want to own a house. I just don't want to have to pay for it forever. I don't want to be mortgage bound. And, you know, why do I need all of this space and everything else? It's been, honestly, it's been like, I look at that and I'm like, the, even just the definition of that makes me feel successful. Sure. I mean, and that leads me to the the thing too about uh, if I could pose a second one, which would be about creating an environment that allows for you to be successful once you've defined it, right, is creating that environment to allow for it to happen. Um, because it's one thing to define it, but yet if you're surrounded by people or situations that's going to get in your way of it being successful, then that doesn't make sense. You know, I am so fortunate that my mom did not create an environment where she defined all the successes. She didn't say, well, you have to this, you have to this, you have to, right? It's about creating opportunities and saying, hey, maybe you should explore that. Hey, what about this? But not feeling restricted that she defined success as this one thing, right? Um, so that would be, I think, the top two for me. Kyle, I, I love that. And I think I think if people spent more time defining what they actually want their life to look like or aspects of their life to look like and, and being really pragmatic and reasonable and thinking in shades that, of yeah. gray, taking one little step at a time, I think people will find far more joy in their lives. Hands down. Thank you very much, folks. We'll see you next week. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. You know where they saw... Um uh, this this um, piece of singleton single or singleism come out um, uh, fervently in the last uh, two years was during COVID.
because oh. there were more exceptions made for people who were working at home with children. <laughs> 